It is Monday, December 11th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. Just another boring weekend in the baseball offseason world, wasn't it? I love it. I want more stuff to happen. See, yeah. we got we got the big fish. Yeah. Now we need all the rest of those little fish to start signing so we can talk about some more stuff. But yes, I mean, what a I mean, it's a monumental time in the history of our sport. It really is. I think when we look back at this, I mean, Shohei is going to be a fixture in the history of baseball. Him going to the Dodgers is I know he was already in the LA market, but I it's just yeah, this is so right, man. All right, so we've had now a couple days to marinate over the 10-year, $700 million contract with monumental deferrals in it. We don't know exactly what those are still at the time of taping. But now that you've had a couple of days to sit here and think about it even some more, um, are you more or less shocked about the contract? Um, I think the 700 number still jolts me a little bit. But as we're, you know, we don't have the the specifics yet so we don't know what's deferred i think once we do have that i think a lot of people will understand that it's not going to be 70 million dollars a year that's not what this contract is you know and especially with the deferrals if there's no sort of inflation clause in it like i i don't know if i i think we talked about this when we did the talking baseball up together you know we're, we're talking about bobby bow and, and his deferral that's the, mm-hmm. the you know the gold standard for right. deferrals and we all say oh it's a million and a half dollars every july 1st or whatever it is and at the time i bet when he signed it people were saying that's crazy i think by the time we get to show his deferrals whether it you know it's in 2035 or whenever it is mm-hmm. we're going to say oh that doesn't seem like that much i know the guy's not going to be playing for your team anymore but the value he'll bring to the franchise, I think, will be worth it. Uh, I think he ends up going into the Hall of Fame as a Dodger. This is crazy to think about wow. all this stuff, by the way. Uh, going into the Hall of Fame as a Dodger. Uh, he's going to be an ambassador for the Dodgers. He's going to be special assistant. All these things, man. He's associated with your brand now. Uh, he's just different. Don't think of Shohei. I think this is my advice to people who are questioning uh, the contract and the numbers. Don't think of Shohei as just Shohei the baseball player because he's different. It's not. He's not like anybody else. He's not like Mike Trout. He's not like Garrett Cole. He's not like any of these guys that signed. He's massive. Not like Aaron Judge. It's it's just different. He brings along with him, uh, you know, just a whole new marketplace uh, that these guys don't have. So, you know, as I thought about it more and more and more, I mean, look, with the deferrals, I think it 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 does make sense. And it it makes sense because the Dodgers are willing to do it. These guys, these front offices, these businesses don't make dumb business decisions. They already know what they're going to do, or they have a general idea of what they're going to do with it. So, I mean, the 700 number, definitely still shocking. But I think once we have the numbers in front of us, we'll be like, okay, I get it. I don't think there's any numbers that could be put in front of me, and I still wouldn't be shocked. With that being said, it wasn't like the Dodgers front office walking into their offices today and like, man, did we really do the right thing? This has been years in the making for them. All of their marketing people, their sales people, this is not a baseball decision strictly. It just isn't. It can't be because he is one of one. You're talking about pulling from an entire new financial world in Japan. Not that it's new in terms of commerce from well, Japan to the United Well, he's different than any of the other guys the that have come over. Yeah, That's what I'm saying is that he is so different. They're going, for the first time ever, I think we're going to see $4 million, $4 million fans go through the turnstiles this season. The Dodgers set the record at like 3.974 back in 2019. 
back in 2019. I think they'll blow that number away this year. Every A-lister in this city, and you know how it gets with with particularly with the Lakers, right? When the Lakers are really good, every A-lister comes out of the woodwork. That's going to start happening more and more with the Dodgers. You have seen your fair share of them over the years, but now this is going to be a totally different level. So it's just it's going to continue to build and build and build. And I know you hardcore baseball fans are probably throwing up in your mouths as you hear me say that, but that's what's going to make this financially worthwhile for the franchise. I can talk to you all day about what Shohei means on the baseball diamond as a DH. I can talk to you about what he means if he returns to health as a pitcher in 2025. But the rest of it is what makes this 700 number not seem so ridiculous. And I think we have to change sports to really grasp like uh, those numbers. We talk about soccer guys all the time. That's the one. Or football, football. Mm -hmm. uh, they draw from many different countries and nations uh, in Europe. So like that is, and South America, that is the comparison there. It's not really any other baseball player. It's not a basketball player. It's, it's an international sport like soccer. And that's why those guys get paid. I mean, they get paid. Crazy amounts, more than seventy million dollars a year. People go check out their numbers. It's because they appeal to different um, nations and and they're international, if you will. That's that's those are the guys that we should be comparing Shohei to, not mm. baseball players. Yeah, and I suppose the closest sport we have in this country to that side of things is the NBA. It's not the NFL because as popular as quarterbacks are, um, the NFL is just such a monster unto itself that it. You don't necessarily need that that star in order mm -hmm. to increase your brand. Maybe you could make the argument that the Dallas Cowboys are in their own category when it comes to the NFL, but the NFL is just such a monster unto itself. The NBA is obviously a little bit different, but baseball, when you're talking about Shohei being one of one, that isn't cliche. That's a fact with him. All right, so Shohei unquestionably over these six years in Anaheim has been the darling of baseball. Does that change now that he has the largest contract in the history of North American pro sports? Of course it does, dude. Of course it does. And I'm not saying Shohei is going to change or like you should view him differently. He's still like the superstar nice guy. I mean, we actually don't know a ton about Shohei. I mean, I don't, I've never hung out with Shohei. I've never talked mm -hmm. to Shohei. But from, you know, what we gather from his teammates and watching him on the field, he's just like a fun, loving dude who is it's baseball, and and that's it, man. He loves the game very much. But you take seven hundred million dollars and you go to the Dodgers, who you know maybe don't have the evil empire stigma that the Yankees do, but they they're dang close to a lot of people. When you go to a team like that, when you take that contract, yeah, people are not going to be rooting for you the same. But we see it all the time. America loves to build stars up. And then once they get to the top, they love to bring them down, dude. That's just kind of like, I mean, I don't want to put our culture like, you know, it, that's what happens a lot. Mm -hmm. So I believe 100% that Shohei is going to experience probably for the first time some booze. Um, he's going to have people with signs like against him. Like he's going to have to deal with a little bit of negativity, which I don't think he's really had to deal with at all so far. He's on the Angels. They don't win. He's oh him and Mike Trout. It's great to watch, but like they're they weren't a threat. Dodgers are a threat to every single other fan base in baseball. So he's gonna start getting that. And kind of sucks. He didn't really do anything except be the best player 
maybe in the history of the sport or, you know, so it's not his fault, but yeah, he's going to be looked at completely different. See Rosie. Um, he apologized on Instagram over the weekend for making this, for making this process so nice drawn guy. out. And here he is. What are we in the second week of December? And he's apologizing. Like, come on show. You don't need to do that. Um, I do think that there will be some fan bases that are hurting. Um, Toronto, they go to Toronto, I believe, at the end of April. That's going to be fascinating. Even Why would though they boo him, that's Boo Morosi, not him. My goodness. Right. Well, yeah. If I'm MLB Network, I'm not sending John Paul Morosi up there to cover that series. <laughs> and I've known John Paul a long time, and he's a good dude. And he apologized too. Everyone's he, apologizing. He did. Yes. He did. Ken Rosenthal apologized two years after the fact for writing an article about the Padres or something ridiculous. Everybody's. I'm not going to say I'm sorry today. I don't I'm think not I've, sorry for anything. I'm not sorry for anything today either. So on Saturday's episode of Talking Baseball, I brought up the comparison of Albert Pujols, who in his dozen years in St. Louis gave them numbers that they had never seen before. He helped them win two World Series. He won three MVPs, and he left for $240 million, and then he just became a player with a price tag on his forehead, and he ended up playing in three playoff games out there with the Angels, and that was it. I am going to venture to say that Shohei Otani will play in his first playoff games next op October in this country, and he will be playing in more than three. So yes. that part will be just fine. Um, I will be curious to see how he deals with the boos for the first time because I cannot remember one time where he was ever booed. Me neither, but I talked about this after the WBC. Like He started to get into that kind of villainous mode. Like he need, When he... When he struck Mike Trout out, there was a little no. like, okay, I'm the I'm the king now. I, if there was any people saying this guy was still the best player in baseball, it's me now. Like I think there's, I think he'll embrace that dude. I really do. I don't think that, this isn't when LeBron went to Miami and he's he goes not one, not two, not three. He totally. Do you remember his first oh, year yeah. in Miami? He played the role of the heel, and it did not work for him at all. And he was like, well. This, this ain't my jam. So I got to go back to being LeBron. Not everybody's going to love me, but I am not going to be the the boo guy. Like they can't, I, this is not what I'm comfortable with. And I guarantee you that is not going to be Shohei's role at all. And I am, I'm, t I'm serious, dude. I can't remember one time when he was ever booed. He is universally loved up in San Francisco. He'll get booed. Big deal. It, if if he's smart, which I think he is extremely smart, he understands what Dodgers Giants means, and the fact that Giants fans thought they had a chance at him obviously heightens that. Here's the thing: like, if he just continues to be who he is, which is a very nice guy, you mentioned the apology on his uh, you know announcement. Uh, it's hard to you might boo him initially. Because you're salty that he went somewhere else. The Giants fans, oh, he's a Dodger, hate him forever. But like, that's going to wear off. And if he just continues to be this guy, I'm sure he's going to give the charity and he's going to do all the right things. He's going to be this amazing baseball player. It, it's hard to continue that animosity towards a guy who does everything the right way. I mean, like, should Mookie Betts, does Mookie Betts get booed anywhere? Does he get booed in Boston? No. Like, uh -uh. he's just a good dude who's good at baseball. So, like, what's the point of booing him? How can you continue to do that? If you do, you got to look inward, not outward. So I, I think it might be initial that he gets booed, unless see Rosie. He starts. 
You never know the arc of Shohei. He might say, you know what? I'm sick of being oh, the good guy. Let me stop. let me do this. He's not going to be the villain. That could be fun, man. Dark Shohei. Yeah. All right. Uh, baseball today is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And it's a great time of year, right? You're hanging out with your family and your friends and your loved ones. This can sometimes be a real trying time for people that you know and love because you don't know what people are going through. Sometimes they feel alone. Um, they don't know which way their life is going. Maybe their jobs or their personal relationships aren't going exactly the right way. And maybe I'm talking to you. If so, you should give better help a try. It is online therapy. It is a perfect way to sort through all of these curveballs that life literally throws you all the time. And you've heard me talk about therapy. I have been in and out of therapy ever since I was a little kid. It wasn't one specific incident that led me that direction. My family just always thought it was important to go talk things out with somebody who is outside of the family structure. And it has helped me immensely at varying times, whether I was a teenager and going through all sorts of stuff that you go through as a kid, whether you're in your college years and you're changing as an adult, whether you become a married person and then a parent and all sorts of stuff. There are always challenges, and it's not easy to get through this journey on your own. And that's why BetterHelp wants you to say, hey, yeah, it's okay. Raise your hand. I need some help. Once again, BetterHelp is entirely online. It is designed to be convenient and flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a very brief questionnaire. You'll get matched up with a licensed therapist. If you have a session and it doesn't go great with that therapist, you don't have that connection, you just say, okay, I'd like to try somebody else. There is no additional charge. So what you need right now is better help. Head on over to betterhelp.com slash baseball today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash baseball today we wish you the best in that journey we continue on to talk more about the dodgers on saturday you had them right now as the third best team at best in the national league is that isn't that correct right you had Did Atlanta. i say that i believe that's oh, in the national league i thought you said national league west okay no, no, no. Third best behind Atlanta and Philly, I thought, is where you had the Dodgers. Is that accurate? Well, you asked me uh, if they were better than Atlanta or better than the Phillies. I don't know right. if I went through the entire National League, but yeah, I mean, they they still have some work to do, yes. Okay, so my question is, do the Dodgers have to add substantial pitching in order for this Shohei deal to make sense? Uh, Initially, yeah. I mean, I mean, no. Okay, well, let me rephrase this. No. The Shohei deal makes sense without adding substantial pitching. I believe they'll develop pitching. I believe they're going to get guys back. I mean, in 2025, they're going to have three guys coming back from from arm surgeries, May, Gonsolin, Shohei, and, you know, whatever. In the near term, yeah, they still got to add. If they want to compete this year, they got to add. I mean, Walker Buehler's coming back. Great. He's coming off a shoulder or, or arm injury. I don't – I forget what it is. Um, was it Tommy John? I believe that's what it was, but he, he, you know, he tried to come back in the fall, and he said, "I'm shutting yeah. down, and I'll see you in 2024." They have Walker Buehler coming back. I hope he's great. When he's great, it's so fun to watch. Bob Miller had a great rookie campaign. They're probably going to sign Clayton Kershaw back, um, and then they got a couple young guys that came up. Uh, Pepio had a really uh, nice end to his season. They have a few guys that came up last year that didn't really work out, so they have some depth there, young guys. And I'll, and I, I I try to make this point when we're talking about young guys. All the good pitchers in the game were young guys at one point. It's about who can continue to get better, uh, what organization you're in, how can they help you. The Dodgers surely are one of the better organizations at developing pitching. So 
I think we're, uh, and I said this a few times, I think we're discounting the Dodgers staff a little bit too much right now just because mm-hmm. they're, so, they're not household names and they don't have a track record, which is fine. You can do that. But I, I, I tend to believe in that system a little bit more than other people. Uh, but it makes sense for them to go out and make some of these trades that are out there, these one-year stopgap things. Because like I mentioned, you're going to have these young guys develop, hopefully, and they'll be a fixture in your rotation. You're going to have these guys coming back from injury that you already have in your organization. So I think in 2025, they're going to have enough pitching. 2024, they don't. They don't. So mm-hmm. Glassnow makes a lot of sense for them to go trade for him. Uh, maybe some of these guys that are didn't have a great platform you're in a free agency, like a Flaherty, a Gilito, if they want to reestablish their market, maybe they take a one-year deal with the Dodgers. I'm not saying they're going to. I'm saying maybe that's a possibility. So I think that 100%, Chris, for them, because they want to, they don't want the first year of Shohei to be crappy. They want people to be like, this is awesome. Even without him pitching, like they want to win in 2024. They need to go make some moves. So I think they will enter that one year, last year of ARB trade um, market, which is like Cease and Bieber and and Glass now and, and maybe Corbin Burns. Jake is high on a Corbin Burns, Willie Adamas trade to the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to do something else. And I know they're not out on Yamamoto. I'd be crazy if they signed him too. That would be crazy. Uh, but they're going to do something, Chris, yes. Yeah, they have to do something. I'm sorry, I'm not as up on, on what they've got in their rotation right now. I just... There's some interesting kids, but there's no way you can go into 2024 feeling like, yep, we got it. That that ain't it. That's not how you want to roll. Um, so, By the way, Walker Bueller, let's just clean that up. It was a second Tommy John yeah. surgery. So that's one that Dodger fans will be watching closely. We know that everybody's body is different, but Shohei is going to be attempting to do something that Walker Bueller is doing this season. Uh, you mentioned Glass now. We know that he's going to get traded. He would be interested in coming home. I'm sure he's going to make $25 million this year. You did mention Corbin Burns. You mentioned Cease, who I think has more than one year of control in left, two? if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it is. So he might cost a little more from the White Sox, even though he's been up and down. I'm going to throw one out, not just because it's my team, but I think it makes sense. Bieber and Classe. Yeah. Because I, I also think that the Dodgers need help at the back end, too. And Classe to the Dodgers too. I'm just telling you, he he he's not coming off that greatest season, but I think that that's something that we've mentioned on this show. You weren't here, but we talked about it when Jolly was here about the Classe rumors. Bieber, I know for Dodger fans, they might be a little leery of that one because of the injury last season and his strikeout numbers being down significantly. But once again, a Southern California native who's in his walk year, if he's healthy, he's a guy that still can get guys out and a veteran that you could depend on. But they have to do something here. Now, I did talk to an active Major League player about the Shohei deal over the weekend. And he said that he thinks the Dodgers... Somebody. And he thinks... This is true, by the way. I did talk to them. Okay? I I am a person... No apology coming tomorrow from you? No apologies. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you their name, but I'm not going to lie to you either. He said... He thinks that do- the Dodgers are going to sell midway through this Otani contract, that they don't want to deal with the deferrals, and I don't think he's the only one who's got the big deferrals on on the contract. What? You're not buying it? No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. It's silly, just... dude. I mean, to, to to conjecture like that and to – come on, man. What's, well, what's everybody's the, what's... entitled to their opinion. 
let me what's give me some reasoning what the deferrals that's what you're going to get mad about he's not mad about it he said he thinks that the way the dodgers are going about their business he doesn't agree with it entirely. He was shocked at the $700 million. Okay, so number. your guy is older. Okay. I'm going to try to figure out who it is. Definitely a veteran. A little salty. I don't Keep think going. he's salty at all. Well, it sounds like it. No, no, no. I, he had an opinion. I said, well, what do you think of it? He goes, I, he goes, I think that they put themselves in a corner where they're going to have to trade a lot of their young guys and gut their system. I said, but I don't think Why? they're gutting their system Why? because they have made big trades before and they've always just replenished it. So if you have enough faith in your ability to draft and develop, then why wouldn't you trade guys? Who are they gutting their system for? I think, well, you and I both just said that they have to go get arms. Yeah, but that's not going to gut your system. To go get a one-year rental is not gutting your system. We've seen it. Look at what, I think look what it took to get Juan Soto. Dude, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Glass now and a Rosarena end up in Los Angeles. That would cost you significantly more. I propose the Bieber and Class A. That would cost you significantly more because you've got a closer who's under control. Not for gutting years. your system, though. Not gutting your but system. I agree. You're not gutting your system. But you would admit that because of the Shohei deal, they don't want to come out, make the playoffs again, and get bounced in the first round like they have now in consecutive it's years. It's a big possibility, people. The playoffs are hard. I mean, that's a possibility. Dodgers fans know that. Like, it, it's this shining show, he doesn't guarantee that they're going to win the World Series every freaking year. Of course I mean, not. It's, look, if they, look, I okay, they might have a plan to sell. You know, whether whether it's the TV rights scaring them, even though that's they're on a whole different ball yeah, game because different of it. I, I just, I don't think so, man. Okay. Yeah. Just telling you. All right, let's move on. Which fan base is most hurt or confused right now by the Otani decision? Angels, because he's finally gone. The Jays, because everybody thought on Friday for several hours he was going north of the border. The Giants, because they still have failed to get a star out there. The Mets or Yankees, because they were seemingly never in the discussion or some other team out there. I'm going to go with most hurt. Uh, and I think it's the Giants. Uh, I mean, for obvious reasons. I mean, Shohei Otani is a Dodger now. And you hate the Dodgers. If you're a San Francisco Giants fan, that is your arch nemesis. So, like, that's not good for you. And especially because you had Carlos Correa until you didn't. Uh, you never really had Aaron Judge, but, you know, you were Arson in the running. Judge. Arson, whatever. You never really had him, but you thought maybe for a second you did. And so your ownership has been telling you we're going to go out and get these stars. We're going to get these stars, but you just it takes two to tango, and they haven't been able to do it. So I think they're probably the most hurt. Like they need somebody, and there's nobody like those guys unless they go out and try to get Juan Soto next year. You know, which we'll, we'll see how that goes. But this this was a big chance for a lot of different teams to really turn their entire franchise around. Now I don't know what their finances are if they could afford what the Dodgers could afford. I'm assuming they probably could. Um, but I think for if you're listing those teams, I think the Jays really that was like a pipe dream. I, I said that on our show. I, I I don't feel like they really thought it was real ever, except for the 30 minutes that we thought he was on the plane or whatever it was. Uh, the Angels, they've had a lot of time to cope with this. I think they're kind of over it. They expected it. Like they've been through it all with him. So I don't think they're there anymore. Mets and Yankees, I don't think ever thought they had a chance because they we thought they were going to be uh, show he was going to be on the West Coast. Um, interesting though that like they didn't even. 
uh, Steve Cohen has come out and said that Nez, Shohei's agent, never even really contacted him. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. But I think if you those teams you listed, it's the Giants who were the most hurt, man, because they don't have a direction right now. And they see this mega star going to their rival. And it's like, dude, where do we stand? What are we doing? Yeah, we got Bob Melvin. Great. But like, what else we got here? Right. Uh, I'm going to go off the board. I am going with the San Diego Padres. Okay. Because in a 48-hour span, they traded their best hitter. Although I think the return was okay. They still traded the only guy who had a higher than 800 OPS among their regular hitters a season ago. And they watched Shohei Otani walk into their division. And now it feels like they're the third best team in that division. They still have a ton of talent, and they still are going to add payroll, in my opinion. But the last couple of years, they were they were right up there with the big dogs. They are well, they beat them, and they were spending at this exorbitant amount of money, and it was fun. And San Diego was lit. It was fun to watch games down there at Petco. And I still think that they're going to be a solid team, and I think they're going to be in the wild card chase. But I think that between having to trade your best player, the death of your owner, who was a wonderful owner by all indications, and wanted to do whatever he could to try and bring a championship to that city, we'll see what ownership does now. You know, they say that they're going to keep pouring money into the team, but we don't know. We don't know until we see it. So I think that they're the ones that are most shell-shocked. I just saw my buddy Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network yesterday. He is the biggest Padres fan I know. He doesn't want to talk about football when I see him. He just wants to talk Padres, and he loves to listen to this show. He digs you. He thinks you're pretty good at this. So obviously, you fooled somebody. And, you know, I was like, how are you doing? He goes, well, I'm all right. You know, I'm okay. I'm okay. He goes, I think we'll be fine. He's very. He's always the eternal optimist because he's such a good dude. But I could see it a little bit in his eyes yesterday that he's a little bit defeated after based on where they were like a year ago and two years ago. I think they're a little bit like, ah, okay. I, I can see that, but I, I still, I'm high on the Padres still. And maybe that's I just, do. I'm just stupid. And I was last year and, you know, it didn't really work out for them. Uh, but I think we'll, we, I agree with you. We'll see them competing for a wild card. If not the NL West, dude, like don't, I know the Dodgers are really great in the regular season and they're going to win right around 95 to a hundred games. I get that. Um, but I, I I think they got a chance, man. I I really do. I think yeah, they okay. they they need to make some moves, and surely they're not done this off season. Whether that's trades and trying to free up some more money, or whether that's going out and signing somebody. There's a lot of people left out there that could help a ball club. Like we just got the big guy to fall. Now all the other guys are going to start going too. So if they make the right moves, shed some money where they need to, I I think the Padres are still in a really really good spot. I do. All right, last thing. Now that the Otani deal is signed, do you think we will find out the name of his dog, finally? A lot of people said that was a rented dog just to get Shohei, you know, even more likable for people. Uh, but I don't know. What do, you, what do you think his dog's name is? I don't have a dog, I have dude. no idea. I have no I idea. Have a dog. I, I don't know what the dog's name is. There were the rumors that the dog was named after the team that he was going to sign with. So, there's Dodger the dog. I'm not buying that. No freaking chance his name is Dodger. Yeah, I don't think so. But it's definitely going to get asked at the introductory news conference, particularly in L.A., because all the silly little st- – they're going to be like – on the local news, they're going to be like, and one other thing about Shohei Otani. 
his dog got so much attention, and we finally found out <laughs> the answer to the question everybody wanted to know, which I guess you can throw us in that category since I just asked this stupid question. What if his name is Rose? Oh, then you really it's a cute had dog name, over. actually, Rose. Yeah, it is cute. Okay. It's adorable. All right, we're back at this again in the middle of the week. That'll be fun. Hopefully, we'll get some more action, some trades, some signings. Let's go. You didn't show his mean to his dog? Absolutely not. He's ever kicked his dog? Shut up. We got to end the show now before you you and I, our friendship is beyond repair. (laughs) Don't you dare do that. You listen to you chuckle. Joey has hired someone to discipline his dogs. I can't. He's like, I can't. That's enough. Done with you now. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented but mean dog dude, Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today.